Yes, it's Monday. Just came off work. Winding down a little bit. It's time for your weekly Monday happy hour here on Out of Bounds, the brand new program right here on the Know Your News Network. I'm John Alba. That's Mia O'Brien already indulging in libations. And this is a show that I promise you is going to be worth your while. Mia, how you doing today? I had quite the travel back from Indianapolis last night, so this drink is uh, most appreciated. I didn't nearly indulge in as many libations as I should have in Indianapolis, um, or at least steak and shrimp. It um, was, was very low in the steak and shrimp supply, um, but did go to some great burger joints. Uh, I don't know if that's like Midwest or not. I should know that because I lived in the Midwest for a while. But uh, yeah, no, happy to be here. Happy to be kicking off the real week. Absolutely. Out of bounds, guys. Uh, A brand new program here on the Know Your News Network where we're going to try to bring you the lighter side of the sports world to give you a little bit of background on both Mia and I. Uh, Mia and I are cut from the same cloth. We both came through the same. And this is this is real. We came through the same. Sprung from cages on Highway 9. Sprung from cages on Highway 9 out of uh, Central Jersey, which is very much a real thing. And we came through the same sports broadcasting camp. As children, nerd alert. Yes, because normal people go through sports casting camp. And uh, we've been both involved in sports casting for the last decade, more or less, I'd say. And Mia, currently, uh, why don't you let people know what you're up to these days? Yes, indeed. Contrary to pop culture, popular belief, video did not kill the radio star. Um, After almost eight years in local television, I have circumvented back all the way to radio uh, where I began my uh, early wee years of the broadcasting industry at Ithaca College. Um, And so I am currently the director of multimedia production, as well as uh, a host at 1010XL 92.5 FM, which is the home of your Jacksonville Jaguars and Florida Gators. Uh, So you can hear me on XL primetime 12 to 3, as well as that's every day, Monday through Friday. And then uh, Helmets and Heels on Tuesday nights from 6 to 8 p.m., which is the first and longest running all-female sports talk show in the continental United States, which... I mean, considering my other claim to fame is I was the first female host of the Gridiron Report, which is All the right. longest running college sports All program right. in America. Go with the college bombers. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah. A lot, a lot of ceilings to be broken yes. um, in this fine, fine world we live in, John. Yes, of course. And uh, some of you may be familiar with me from the podcast Heat Network and adfreeshows.com. Conrad Thompson's outlet. Prior to that, I was in local television as a sportscaster. Me and I got to cover some events together in person. Now we're going to do a show together in person for the first time ever. And I'm very, very excited about that. And guys, the best part about Out of Bounds is that you too can be involved in our program as we go through some of these topics. You can obviously comment wherever you're watching this on YouTube, on Twitter, whatever social media avenue you are. But if you would like to join us, we are all about those super chats. You can send in your super chats for sports moments you'd like to discuss over at www.kynchats.com. So knowyournewschats.com or uh, as well in the YouTube overlay. We would love, love, love to interact with you guys because, Mia, it's all about that hashtag engagement, isn't it? It's engagement. It's happy hour. It's a lot of H's there. but uh, It is. It's preparation H for what's about to come. So we're going to have a weekly toast here on Out of Bounds because we're about to get a little out of bounds here. And, Mia, I would like to start us off with an opening toast this week. Next week, you'll give it to us because uh, I am very, very, very excited to be doing this with you. You and I have been in each other's peripheries for so long. Are you just toasting me? 
Well, I'm I'm toasting to everyone. Here. Okay. All right. Okay. Okay. So I'm very excited to do this with you, and I think everyone's going to enjoy uh, a little taste of Jersey as we talk about some of the wildest and wackiest sports moments of the week. So, a toast to you. I got my JMO. You got your mule. Cheers. Let's have some fun. Why don't we? My mule mixed with um, whatever I used to drink freshman year at Ithaca College. Mm. Love it. Love it. Love it. Okay. Here we go, me O'Brien. Again, we're going to be talking about the wild and the wacky in the sports world, and I can think of no better place to start than the wildest and wackiest quarterback of all time. He also happens to be the GOAT, that, of course, being uh, TB12 himself, Tom Brady. Now, Tom Brady, me, as we know, he retired in the offseason. It lasted about two weeks. Was decided, it two? I thought it was more like three or four. It might have been a little longer. I th- but it was only because Adam Schefter blew his cover, but that's another story. Well, that's time. what we're going to talk about because instead no. Tom Brady finds himself back out on the gridiron this season, and this week he was over in Pittsburgh. And uh, I don't know if you saw Mia, but things got a little dicey headed towards halftime because Brady got angry. He was pissed off. See, Tom Brady's offensive line was just a little bit sluggish. They went into halftime without a touchdown in a game that they would ultimately lose 20-18, to 18, and with the final seconds ticking off the clock in the half, uh, he had some choice words for his offensive linemen. They entered week six, ranked 21st in the NFL with just over 20.5 points per game and 20th with 337 yards per game. Tom Brady, Mia, this is not quite looking like the uh, honeymoon that he was hoping for and what could be his swan song. What do you make of this little blow-up from TB12 here? Can I read for you the Buccaneers depth chart? I would love for you to. Left tackle, Donovan Smith. Cool. Backup, Josh Wells. Once once, once upon a time, a Jacksonville Jaguar. Great. Old friend alert uh, on IR. He is the backup at left tackle as well as at right tackle. Luke Godkate, rookie out of Central Michigan, left guard. That's because Aaron Sinney, the starter at left guard, done for the year. Robert Hainsey, center. The third string center for your Tampa Bay Buccaneers because Ryan Jensen went down during training camp is now your starter. Shaq Mason, right guard. That one was an original. And then of course my guy, uh, long time, long time friend, uh, Tristan Wirfs. Close personal friend of the program. Close personal friend. His mom still follows me on Twitter. Maybe she's watching this (laughs) show right now. Hey, I see a go Hawkeyes on here on on our comments. So listen, man. Um, But yeah, no close personal friend of the program. Uh, Tristan Wirfs. Love to get him on at some point. Um, That's really when you look at this, like, yeah, Shaq Mason's there and like, yeah, Haney's like holding up. But in reality, when you look at this offensive line, it's not the offensive line that Tom Brady came back to play behind. And that's exactly it, right? He didn't sign up for this mess. Like, this this is what you signed up for because you knew this was a risk going in. This is probably why your wife is leaving you. Because you knew. You knew. You knew that this could happen. I know it doesn't happen in Tom Brady world because everything always works out for him. But the fact of the matter is, is that it could happen. And it did happen. And in the span of three weeks of training camp, all of a sudden he's staring down the barrel of lining up behind a bunch of rookies and longtime journeymen. And that is what's happening. And well, moreover, when you have Leonard Fournette, who obviously in the run game was a little bit more successful yesterday against Pittsburgh, uh, because Pittsburgh's run defense ain't that good, um, but who had three yards total a few weeks ago. Yeah. And I understand he apologized to his fantasy owners, and that's great. Um, also a friend of the program. Um, but the fact of the matter is, is that, you know, it wasn't going to be sunshine and rainbows because there was always an opportunity that this could possibly happen. But is it possible that Brady has lived in this world of sunshine and rainbows for yes. so long that yes. he perhaps became enchanted with the idea of I didn't win in what was supposed to be my last season 
I need to go out on the note that I should have probably gone out on two years prior. My question ultimately is, Mia, is Tom Brady too old for this shit? No, Tom Brady's not, but the rest of his team is, and it's a team sport. And if he thought he himself at 45 years old was going to overcome that, he's got another thing coming for him. I kind of wish that I was doing this podcast right now in my uh, workout room slash guest bedroom because my mom got me this awesome yoga, like cloth, like poster thing that Mm. talks about karma. And like that, that's kind of what we're seeing. That seems like something Brady would be into also. Yes, exactly. I'm sure it's on the TB12 diet somewhere. Um, But yeah, the fact of the matter is, is that, yeah, it hasn't happened in his two years in Tampa Bay. It didn't happen a lot in his, you know, 20 years in New England. But guess what? It's happening now. And so there was always a chance. Let's talk about this, though. You just mentioned a whole bunch of young offensive linemen. How do you think they're feeling if they're getting reamed out by the goat and dad is yelling at you? He's like, guys, I told you to take the trash out. You didn't do it. And now spanking's coming. Get it together. Get out there and protect my ass. You got to feel like those guys out there are probably a little intimidated by Tom Brady. I see a Go Hawks in the chat, so I don't know if I should be saying this, but this program is called Out of Bounds after all, so I'm going to say it anyways. Um, Tristan Wirfs um, was coached by Chris Doyle. Um, so he, he's dealt with a lot of tough love. Uh, all in his right. life. Um, I understand so, him, uh, but there's yeah, some yeah. other so, people. I hate to say it. I, like, I mean, I'm, I'm just, I'm just saying, I mean, it's, there, there are some guys that grew up in that tough love environment that it only gets them going more. Um, I, I well, can't speak it's just for, because for any Brady of those guys. Is but... this big mythical figure, right? Tom yeah. Brady, like, everyone's like half of his offensive line, like, like, like we're in diapers when he came into the league, but yeah, right. sure. But he's this big mythical figure that everyone romanticizes. And sure. There are people who know that he is, uh, privately, probably a little eccentric. We call that g in this house. But at the same time, seeing that in the public facade, very few times have we ever seen something like that from Tom Brady with a camera right in his face, losing his cool. I'll bring up what uh, they, they played it on SportsCenter a few weeks ago of Peyton Manning lighting into Jeff Saturday. And I believe this was like year four or year five of them being together. And I, I think they're still friends. I think they both went on to win a Super Bowl a couple, you know, you know, a couple months later, went to a couple more AFC championship games. Um, so I, personally, I didn't see anything wrong with it. Uh, maybe that's the the Midwest hardening me. Um, but yeah, I didn't. Whatever, man. Like he's just frustrated because he doesn't have an offensive line in front of him and he wanted to vocalize it. I, I, I don't know. He's an old man. He's going to yell at clouds too. like get used to it. People he's 45 years old. So it is what it is. But let's say uh let's stay in the Patriots universe, John. Oh, which is very much its own because, cinematic wait, universe wait, wait, in well, its before, own right. Before I even get to this next question, I'm about okay. to to put there out for you. Um Tom Brady, I understand that you know Fridays are a light practice day mm-hmm. in the National Football League. Yes. But Tom Brady got on a plane and went to a Friday wedding. He did. Friday weddings, it, listen, as someone whose sister just recently had a Friday wedding. Uh, they are not quite Thursday weddings, but they will save you a little bit of money. So, But they'll save you money. And so here's my thing. Before we actually get to um, Robert Kraft's wedding to his 47, 47-year-old bride, um, I actually want to talk about this because okay. I have a very, very strong stance on fall weddings. Which Do you? is Let's Yes. Which is don't. 
Don't do it. And yet here we are for a second consecutive year and my wonderful college roommates scheduled another fall wedding. And so mm. I did miss the Jaguars Philadelphia Eagles monsoon game a few weeks ago, which is fine. Mm. Um, I got to enjoy the beautiful uh, foliage of Vermont and that was fantastic. Shout out to Emily LaPierre. Um, but, um, but yeah, the point is, is that, you know, it's football season and, and maybe that's like the Southerner in me coming out, but like, why are you scheduling your wedding? In September or October. And you want to know who scheduled his wedding in October, John? Robert Kraft, the president, owner, the big poobah of the New England Patriots. And yet, Tom Brady, yes, Tom Brady, flew out after practice and went to said wedding. In his defense, though, actually, maybe it's not in his defense. They didn't know that this was a wedding. They just thought this was like a gathering for Robert Kraft, and it was like a celebration. But nonetheless, the fact that Tom Brady got on a plane, presumably, from Tampa and went up to New York for the night, like in the middle of the game week, that's really not Brady. Correct me if I'm wrong. Like that, that's not usually his MO. It sounds like somebody who's willing to look towards that next stage of his career and have a good time. Like, listen, I get it. And you and I can, you and I can attest to this. When we were in the young stages of our local sports reporting careers, uh, the grind was how we, powered by right it's not a grind on a friday grind. night tom like what are you doing right. man right Go we gotta grind well, Tampa's tom, got brady, tom brady's at that juncture in his life right now where you know if he wants to go enjoy himself a little bit on a Friday night. Well, they sing allegedly. So, well, like, allegedly. Mm-hmm. But yeah, you're absolutely right. So Robert Kraft calls this gathering and it turns out that it's a surprise wedding. Uh, he gets married to Dr. Dana Blumberg. 250 people are at this wedding. There's a 10 minute intro video where the couple was introduced by your boy, Al Michaels. Do you believe in miracles? Yes. Brady. Well, he was there alone. As you said, no plus one. Uh, Elton John. There was there was probably a strict no kids policy. It was a Friday night. (laughs) Elton John and Ed Sheeran performed. Uh, This is a pretty extravagant wedding. So Mia, uh, who would be coming to your dream celebrity wedding, and what's that wedding looking like in terms of? So are we talking like what celebrities am I inviting versus Uh, who's performing? You can include whatever, because John Bon Jovi was there. John Bon Jovi's a close friend of the Kraft family. I saw them in the tunnel one time after a Patriots. Actually, it was the Patriots uh, playoff game where they beat the Jaguars in the AFC Championship game. Yeah. John Bon Jovi and Robert I'm Kraft. Sure, were I'm sure the folks in the comments, all of our uh, potential super uh, super con- commenters and followers are going to love that one, uh, especially the yes. ones in Duval County. Um, I already know who your answer is. Um, so, I mean, I guess I, I should probably go first um, because I have much more of a. Well, you actually probably have a more diverse musical library than i mean i've got a pretty deep musical library Yours is in deep. my knowledge. i don't know if it's as diverse but, I, yeah i'm not sure about diverse we'll see but uh but by the way guys we want to know who you would send because mia's about to tell us hers kynchats.com get those super chats in you can send them on youtube as well we want to see what you guys have to say interact with us who would you have celebrity wise at your wedding that you're throwing as you marry someone 40 years your junior uh, junior yeah. Yep. Okay. But Sorry, she's, a she's a doctor. He's she's a doctor. She's very. She's very. Honestly, she's going to ground him a little bit. No, Mia, I tell me who 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 are you haven't seen at your wedding. I'm looking for my doctor. If he's in the chat, please hit me up. <laughs> um, uh, so I am having. Um, it's a diverse diverse group. Um, I'm going to start with my guy, another close personal friend of the program. That is one Darius Hootie and the Blowfish Rucker. Okay, Darius Rucker. Okay. Not only. Is he able to perform a wide range of musical selections, but he also enjoys 
a good drink like you and I. He does. He also, he also would be able to go golfing the next morning, or maybe not the next morning, but the morning of. Um, so he's a great time. So Darius Rucker's number one. Um, and then after that, uh, this one's a tough one because I have not seen the other person that I was going to say live, although close personal friend Rebecca Copelman, almost her birthday, by the way, uh, if she's listening, she did go see Lizzo over the weekend and said that it Lizzo. was life-changing. Yes, and said it was life-changing. Interesting. So I still have to see Lizzo live to confirm but that. But do so you the- want somebody stealing the show at your wedding? Maybe. Yeah, I want someone to entertain me and like be the party, and then everyone talks about it for years and years okay. to come. Um, so I'm going to say uh, Taylor Swift, new album coming okay. out this week. Can't sure. wait. Um, I, I have a very interesting stance on Taylor Swift. Um, having interned at the Academy of Country Music, I got to hear a lot of industry folks talk about her. And this was before I had ever seen her in a full Taylor Swift concert. Are you about so, to drop some dirt here? Yeah. So um, beyond the fact that she wouldn't sign a bunch of Make-A-Wish Kids uh, guitars, uh, that's another Ooh. story for another time. Um, but uh, beyond that, beyond that, We'll move past that. What I was told was the story of how Taylor Swift at 14 years old was told that if she wanted to come into the same stratosphere as Garth Brooks, what she would have to do is she would have to own everyone. She would have to own her marketing company. She would have to own her record label. She would have to own her songwriter. She would have to own her parents. And that is what she has done. She has followed the same exact formula as Garth Brooks. Not only has she done that, but then a year later when I went to my first Taylor Swift concert, when I tell you that literally every little thing, and again, I had interviewed her at this point, so I already knew this, like hearing her behind the scenes, that like every little thing, like down to the minute, whether it was the wristbands that light up that they give you when you walk mm-hmm. into the concert to exactly which guest she's bringing on which day, she has a hand in every single little thing. I'm all so about I would, autonomy. I would feel very comfortable with Taylor Swift performing okay. at my wedding right. because she would have everything down that's pat. Fair. I have she's got it taken care of. That's true. Yeah. I, I like the autonomy there. That's that's good. Yeah, uh, obviously for me personally, I'm, I'm having my boy Bruce Springsteen play at my wedding. Right. Like there's there's no doubt about it. He's a guest at mine. He's, uh, I don't know if I'm oh, he's a guest. Yes. Uh, are, are you inviting Tony Khan? To your wedding? Duh. Yes. Okay. I think Tony Khan loves going to weddings from what I understand. Give you the life of the party, man. I'm looking forward to it. Jacksonville Jaguars co-president. Inviting Trent Baalke, too. I'm waving Trent. the white flag. My guy. I said hi yeah. to him yesterday. I think he's still scared of me, but that's okay. Love you, Trent. So, oh, hashtag masterclass. Oh, my goodness. So, yeah, uh, it seemed like one heck of a party there that Robert Kraft ended up throwing. Hopefully that it is one that doesn't or it didn't end in any passive aggression or fights because that's what went down uh, in Carolina. If you haven't heard this one, Mia, uh, because today, actually, the Carolina Panthers traded wide receiver Robbie Anderson to the Arizona Cardinals for future sixth and seventh round picks, which is the equivalent of stealing from the tip jar when you go buy a slice of pizza. And Anderson was ejected from Carolina's loss to the Rams yesterday when he was seen arguing with receivers coach Joe Daly on the sideline. And eventually this whole new coaching regime, because as we know, uh, your boy is uh, no longer in charge down there. Matt Rule is football uh, lasted. It was it was Temple Owls. Steve Wilkes, the interim head coach, uh, basically sat him down, said, get out of here and sent him to the locker room. And Robbie Anderson actually ended up taking to the media after the game. And he tried to provide some perspective here in what exactly happened. He said, quote, it's third down. I'm being taken out of the game. I don't think I should be okay with that. You know what I'm saying? So I made a comment. It's money down. Why am I being taken out? And that's that. Well, now he's being taken out of Carolina, Mia. And it's got me thinking, if you were just unhappy with your employment, shouldn't you just throw a little bit of a 
temper tantrum and get your way out of there? Seems like an easy way out of town. I mean, he's getting rewarded. He's going to get to go play somewhere else. Yeah, but I don't, I don't really Murray. know if at, at this uh, but at this point in time is uh, playing for Kime and Kip, uh, Cliff Kingsbury really a reward at this point in time? Because, uh, yes, Hollywood Brown could be done for the year with that uh, foot injury that he it suffered. It sounds like yesterday. he is. Right, and so that, that was part of why this trade was made. And DeAndre Hopkins is returning next week, and I do think that that will change the dynamic of that offense um, so that they put up more than nine points against a mediocre Seattle defense. Although, listen, Seattle has surprised this year. Geno Smith, the reclamation project, I'm here for it. Um, but, yeah. Yeah, uh, I mean, it's it's kind of funny. Like the Carolina Panthers, the last three years have been the ultimate. Let me just throw a band aid over it franchise, yeah. and now they've kind of passed the torch to the Arizona Cardinals, and they have literally passed Robbie Anderson along. Um, and that was after Robbie Anderson spent time in New York, where during that regime they were literally throwing band aid fixes on things. That's and true. so, yeah, so that's where I find it kind of. Uh, just this beautiful disaster of sorts that this poor so, poor so you're enjoying him. watching yeah. the chaos from afar you think I the love, chaos I is live fun. For the chaos but I it's have, funny because yeah. he leveraged this and i know you're saying well i don't know you know right now things in arizona are a little crazy but guess what he's still going to be playing with one of the highest paid quarterbacks in the league in kyler murray who yeah that's true can... he was paying with the highest paid quarter a high paid quarterback in both baker mayfield and <laughs> sam darnold well that's another for story time. for another time second time second time. But, uh, can i just like quick sidebar yes, like i do love the irony of robbie anderson trying to get out of new york goes to carolina goes to carolina ends up with the reunites same with his college coach uh, still ends up with sam darnold mm, yep yep that did happen and, and pj walker and, 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 and hey hey R.I.P. XFL 2020 because P.J. Walker was. You know who actually? This is a super sidebar, and it's not the. I don't think it's the XFL. Um, maybe no, it's the USFL. Which one was last year? USFL because XFL is coming back. Um, the kick returner, punt returner for the Cowboys. I don't even know his name, but Mylanta. That guy is electric factory. Like I don't know if he's even leading. Like return men this year. I don't have the stats in front of me. I'll be full transparency. But every time I turn on a Cowboys game and that guy returns a kick, I'm like, oh, here he goes. Here well, he that's goes. what these leagues should be. They should be feeder yeah. leagues to the NFL ultimately. And that's how these alternative leagues are going to have a chance at success. But that's a whole nother conversation. Uh, I just, I, I just I got just... a kick out of like Robbie Anderson. Like, dude, like once you got into a fight with the coach, like, I mean, it was, it was good on his part. Like that's what he knew he wanted out. I mean, no offense, but like in a very different light, I covered Jalen Ramsey. Like, but do you, so? Do you think we all know what do, happened there? Do you think so. he's deliberately trying to get himself out of yes. that juncture? I yes. agree entirely, and I, I, it is again. He goes to a really bad team right now that's struggling, but ultimately the ceiling is very high for him because he's got a chance to play with a quarterback that a lot of people think could still be a big time superstar in this league in Kyler Murray. Like you said, DeAndre Hopkins coming back, so there is an opportunity for. Robbie Anderson to be a contributor this year after force feeding his way out of town. Yeah, but also, I mean, the NFC West looks a lot better than. And guess what? The NFL is, but the NFL is a what have you done for me lately league. So Robbie Anderson could have this, and it's not going to matter if Robbie Anderson produces on the field for the Cardinals. Nobody's going to care. I mean, good for him then. Like that's basically what Jalen did. Like Jalen wanted out, and Jalen got to LA, and he produced, and he did get lit up a couple times in the season opener this year, and also in the Super Bowl. Um, but he got to a Super Bowl, and he got a ring. Meritocracy, uh, even if you have to do OBJ. OBJ got it. Yeah, yeah, man, dude. Like, 
I don't know. Like, like you said, like off the top, like, would you do this to your employer? Would you throw a hissy fit? In order uh, I've to get thought about out? it. but <laughs> Yeah. I mean, I'm trying to be better. Um, in my younger years, I definitely did. Oh, those, um, those 1am phone calls between us. I know. Right. Exactly. Um, but no, I mean, I'm here for the content and the Carolina Panthers not only are a tremendous social media team, but they also naturally have generated content over the past decade because of just, one fruitless coach after another fruitless coach. So I do it. And nothing against Ron Rivera, by the way, who was tremendous. Um, but yeah, just the comedy of errors um, ever since uh, David Tepper, another great New Jersey uh, native, ever since he took over the team. Like, I feel bad. Like my dad said to me, I remember when he bought it, he's like, oh, you know, David Tepper's a really smart guy. And I'm like, yeah, there's a difference between being a really smart guy and being a good NFL owner. And uh, we're about uh, yeah. to find out. Yeah, so. you're not kidding on that. And we see that across the universe in all pro sports too. Yeah. Um, so. All right. Yeah. Are you ready to pivot? I'm ready to pivot from pro football to uh, pro football light, if that's what you're referring to by the SEC. Oh, okay. <laughs> First, I thought it was a backhanded compliment about college football. I'm like, no, I'm I mean, saying, it, just yeah. mean, it just means more, man. Like, I mean, come on now. Um, yes. So I have first and foremost for our new listeners, uh, make sure you're commenting, make sure you're subscribing. We love when you guys do that. Mm-hmm. We'll be here every Monday. Happy hour. Cheers to you. Cheers. Um, so make sure you join us. Um, Uh, For those who may not be familiar, um, I covered the Iowa Hawkeyes. Um, You may have heard that. I also covered the Iowa State Cyclones. So, How are you fitting this into SEC? The point is is that I don't have an SEC team, contrary to popular opinion. Um, You cover the Gators? I do, but, like, I don't, like, have an affinity. Like, like, I I mean, I root for them because then I have less angry people calling me from 12 to 3 on the air. Um, But other than that, like, I don't have, like, an SEC team that I love. Mm -hmm. Uh, Tennessee, speaking of content factories like the Carolina Panthers, the comedy of errors that they have been over the Mm -hmm. past decade has provided me so many laughs over the Mm -hmm. years. Again, from one, even more than the Carolina Panthers, from one fruitless coach to the next fruitless coach the next. like i mean McDonald's now you got guys. mr personality josh heupel in charge yeah which actually i really do want you to chime in because you obviously <laughs> oh. have personal experience with josh yes, so that like that'll that'll be good for us um but the point is is that i just was rooting for a great football game mm-hmm. and i got the opportunity to meet josh heupel and got to meet hendon hooker this summer at sec media days got to meet bryce young as well um and it was truly a top five game I have ever watched in any conference in college football on Saturday night. Um, and that was great in and of itself. But then when I got home after dinner and a night out in Indianapolis and I log on to TikTok and Instagram, that is when the real game truly mm. began, John, because the videos that came out of Knoxville of the fans carrying the uprights out of Nayland Stadium through downtown Knoxville into the river shaving, sawing the uprights so that they'd have a piece of history to take home with them was truly one of the most organic and beautiful moments in sports that we have seen this year. And I may or may not have stayed up till 1 a.m. Sorry, mom. Um, Just literally scrolling through the TikToks of all the various students and Greek fraternities that brought the uprights with them. And so, um, yeah, okay. You could tell me about Josh Heupel now and how they're going to lose to Kentucky in a few weeks, but this this moment was so beautiful and I just wanted to pay homage to it. This came out on the back of a 52 49 win by Tennessee over Alabama top dog in the country peripherally uh, and for eternity. Alabama is always going to be the pro team of college football. 15 straight years. There are young people in this world that had never seen Tennessee beat Alabama. John. It's, it's very true. So in celebration, the fans, as Mia described, hauled the goalposts from Neyland Stadium and marched them straight to the Tennessee River. The SEC fined the school $100,000 for this incident, which is Worth it. very much the equivalent of a 
don't yeah. let it happen again. Okay. Um, Can you imagine if they had lost, though? I mean, I think they would have been okay with it because it was a good game. But, like, we were joking when Florida played Tennessee a few weeks ago that if Florida had somehow pulled off the comeback stunner, like, people would have thrown themselves off of Nayland Stadium. Is it Nealon? Is it Nayland? I never pronounce Neyland it right. Stadium. I never pronounce it right. Um, that's the Central Jersey and Jersey Shore coming out in me. But, yeah, no, I it just – it but was here's so beautiful. I, I, okay, so you say it was beautiful, and here's where I, I thought disagree. it was amazing. Here's where I disagree, and I understand people get caught up in the culture of oh, it's college football. You gotta, you gotta just get into it. You gotta enjoy it. You gotta let it be. It's unlike anything. The SEC rules. Everybody else sucks. Blah blah blah. Right? Okay, great. Uh cool. So my discrepancy with it, Mia is that number one, rabid sports fandom is insanity because people abandon any mannerisms that they've been taught throughout their life to conduct themselves in a decent way, all in the name of uh, cheering in unison for a team, which I think is just insanity on the surface level as is. But if we were to see any other property damage like this in any other circumstance of life, if some people just walked into the stadium arbitrarily on a Tuesday afternoon at 3 p.m. and cut down the goalposts and dragged them into a river, we would say, this is awful. How did something like this happen? But no, because Tennessee won, we're like, yeah, you cut those goalposts down. You trudge your little ass down to the river and dump it on in there because rah, rah, we won. This is going to get boosters to donate money to us. I think that's just crazy. I'm sorry. I think it's crazy. That's because you grew up in New Jersey. No, it's so not I, up in New but... Jersey. I, I would say this with anybody aside from college football. It could be any sport. When the riots happened in Vancouver uh, back in the Stanley Cup back in 2011, it's, I think it was 2011, that was still absolutely insane. Sports should never propel people to act like uncultured swines and i'm sorry being doing this is uncultured in my opinion and the fans can remember that game for as long as they want to that's awesome my opinion don't do illegal things this is an illegal thing and we're like but see see, here's here's what i'm gonna i'm gonna tell you and i understand i'm biased when i say this um when if the college got beat oh by Portland Lord. in 2013 oh, on a last-minute touchdown by John Babin, the Perry Ellis of Division Three football, yeah, drink up. Um, when they got beat, the stu- actually, yeah, it was 2013, yeah, so my junior year. The students in Cortland, mind you, the game was in Ithaca. The students in Cortland that didn't make the trip 19 miles down, 29 miles, excuse me, down the road, um, biggest little game in the nation, biggest D3 rivalry, for those of you who are wondering. Um they decided to start lighting things on fire. They started throwing yes. furniture into the streets. Is that, that okay? That's not okay. Okay. Carrying the upright, unified together with the police literally what? escorting you down the road. It's insanity. Beautiful. It is ab- it's, a, it's a moment of unity. It's vandalism. That is be- I don't care. I understand now Tennessee's trying to crowdsource and get money to replace the uprights because now they don't have the money to replace them. I don't know how because everyone should be placing money on Hendon Hooker for the Heisman and Josh Heupel to be the coach of the year. Josh Heupel, Mr. Personality. Yeah, okay. So now getting to Josh. So, okay, so let's talk about the sports part of it because okay, I think, like I said, I joked, but it, it's true. Like I still think they could get beat by Kentucky in a few weeks, okay. uh, if not Georgia, which is the obvious one because they do have 
have to go to Athens. Um, but I'm curious, like for you, as someone who covered UCF, to see Josh Heupel now at the height of college football nationally, number three in the nation, what is, mm-hmm. what is your reaction? Josh Heupel, when I got to cover him over at UCF, uh, was unbelievably difficult to get anything of quality from in terms of sound bites or to dis- display emotion. So to even see him smiling after this game was quite a visual in and of and he itself. He was smiling. He was certainly smiling. He's um, smiling. I talked to him this summer, though. I don't know. But I, I don't know, Mia. I just. I am really, and maybe this is John being a curmudgeon. Maybe John is just an old man. These grays here that are coming in that are highlighted by my ring light. Maybe that's just super prevalent in my personality now. I'm not sure. And you can let you, us know. Said, give us a super yeah. chat. Let us know. Say, John, you are ugly. You have grays. You need to use just for men, whatever. Let us know. We'll happily take that comment. You and Tom Brady are both yelling at me. T- correct. It's fine. I just think if we saw this in other elements of society, we'd be like, what is going on? This is highly illegal. But now because it's in the name of football. Oh, OK. And meanwhile, also reports surfaced that there were other goalposts at the stadium that have been in storage since 1999. And they are trying to still raise funds because, oh, poor us. We're an SEC school that has no money at all. Get out of here. Come They're still on paying now. for Jeremy Pruitt and the McDonald's boxes. I understand That's the problem. That. They're I trying to remind it. you. And then they had to pay to take all your boys down at UCF and bring them up to Rocky Top. Yeah. Meanwhile, fine. the state of Tennessee and the city of Nashville announced say that they're going to build a brand new stadium for yeah, the right. Tennessee Titans with $500 million of public funds. Yeah. And you've yep. got public school Tennessee being like, we have no money. There's Send a lot of money in away. Nashville. A lot of people moving there, John. They're trying to take advantage uh, of all these Nashvillians, all these Gen uh, Zers that move there. I mean, I don't blame goodness. them one bit. I'm no, just... the good people of Tennessee deserve this moment. They have suffered long enough. Oh my goodness. So wait, so wait, all right. So your issue is the vandalism. It's vandalism. What Portland did is not vandalism. Um, so your issue is the, the uprights, which they didn't like what did they do? They didn't burn th- like I said, they Portland uprooted them and dumped them in a river. Yes, but it was ceremonial. It was beautiful. Okay, Mia. So hypothetically the Jacksonville Jaguars win the Super Bowl, okay? Yep. Oh, they it's gonna happen. Super Bowl. Oh, it's no, gonna no, happen. no, that's not what I'm saying. That's not what yes. I'm saying. And no, no, in, what I mean is in, the uprights will be taken down. That's yes. not what I'm saying. I'm the saying storm, the field will be in storm. celebration of the Jacksonville Jaguars winning the Super Bowl. In celebration. Okay. Yes. Um, the fans who just love you so much say, Mia, we are so happy that we are going to lift your car and dump it in the Atlantic Ocean. All in the name of celebration. You're good with that? Yeah, honestly, because at that point, like, I would be put on the national map, I would think, as a local radio oh, personality goodness. at the flagship Always station. about the brand. Um, Always shout, about the brand. Shout out to all my sponsors and clients. Okay. One of one right. of them will get me a new car. I'm not really okay. worried. Okay. So, all I mean, about the, the brand. Win, I got but, yeah, I'm not worried. Okay. All right. Well, let's let's pivot away from football now, and uh, let's head over to uh, two leagues in particular that are both getting their season started here. Uh, the NHL just got their regular season underway. The NBA getting its regular season underway. The NBA already plenty of fireworks. Draymond Green and uh, Jordan, Jordan Poole. Poole. It's because yeah. he was bragging about the pool he's going to get in his new house. With his it's brand fine. new contract. Yeah, it's and- fine. 
as a nice way. By the to... way, then they played. They paid Andrew Wiggins, and he definitely got the wrong end of that deal because he probably deserved more money. Um, so now I, it's good to hear that the Warriors um, are becoming the Dodgers and just have this reservoir of money in the Rams. It must be something in California. Yeah. I want to find it. So it must be a pot of gold. I would like to find the pot of gold. So Me and I, I could sit here and ask you for, you know. Who do you think is going to win the NBA championship? Who do you think is going to win the Stanley Cup? But quite frankly, we don't take sports seriously on this show. So (laughs) instead, I want to know, because I'm a very niche individual, what is your most niche prediction for the NBA and NHL seasons that you can possibly give me? Um, So I'm actually going to like kind of take this question and turn it on its head a little bit. Um, My good friends... They're, they're biggest friends of the program. They are truly the friends of the program. And that is Titus and Tate, Fox okay. Sports, my favorite college basketball podcast um, and NBA podcast and everything else they do basketball. They were discussing this the other day on their show. And I want your take on this, John. Okay. With all the talk of Victor Wembanyama, Yama becoming, you know, the next great basketball player when he is drafted, presumably sure. number one overall next year in the NBA draft. Um, rank for me. In your opinion, let's take LeBron, Steph Curry, and Kevin Durant out. Who are the top basketball players in the world right now? Taking LeBron, Steph Curry, and Kevin Durant out, you said? Yes. Who are the top NBA – who are the top basketball players in the Giannis, world? Giannis, mm-hmm. Jokic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, those are the first two that come to mind immediately. Okay. Anybody uh, else? Embiid. Embiid. Mm-hmm. What, uh, Luca. Luca. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So what where all, are we going with this? What do all four of them have in common? They're not from America. There it is. And there it is. And so that is what I am personally, like I agree with Tyson Tate. I'm, I'm putting the NBA, I'm putting college basketball on notice right now because, you know, the, basketball, America was supposedly supposed to have brought it to other countries. Mm-hmm. We are the ambassador. We are the explorers. We bring basketball. We share it with the world. Mm-hmm. Well, now the world is catching up with us. Sure. And so um, what I am putting the NBA, NBA on notice for is that I do not believe that the NBA will have an American born MVP for the next five to six years. Oh, wow. OK. Yes, All right. Because I believe that Luka Doncic, Giannis Antetokounmpo, Nikola Jokic, um, the reign just continues. Sure. And if Wembenyama ends up as good as everybody says he's going to be then all the more reason. And so um, I think that that then it, it's kind of weird because it, it's almost, and I played uh, soccer obviously growing up, as you know, and um, we're seeing it in women's soccer as well. Another sport where the United States was truly the ambassador and made it a global sport. And now we're seeing other countries catching up with the United States. And so um, it, not that that's a bad thing. This competition is not a bad thing, but I think it is going to force basketball in the United States women's soccer in the United States kind of reevaluate where it is and how it's developing and what schemes it's implementing. Because let's be real. We saw it at the Olympics. The French play a very different style of basketball than the Americans do. Does that force us to change how we play and moreover, how we develop young talent? Well, and I think we also see the difference now that a, we're going to be losing one and done to the G league ignite is like a real thing now where guys can come in and get that immediate development under the NBA umbrella. And I do think that changes things, but I'll, I'll build off this. And my niche prediction here is that we are going to see the biggest tank job in NBA history this year. By who? Whoever that comes Somebody from, for Wembenyama. We'll find someone. Not for Scoot. Not for someone, Scoot. Not for Scoot. Scoot. Someone will not put Scoot on for Scoot. the biggest tank job in NBA history this year. Like Trevor Lawrence 
and the NFL. Akin to that, akin to that, where it will be so painfully obvious. And they will play their luck. They will press their luck with the draft lottery because, you know, the draft, the draft lottery really is in place to try to prevent those things from happening. But some team, whomever it may be, will put that effort in to show a lack of effort. And I believe that that uh, is going to be my prediction. I'm saying like a team that remember that Nets team from maybe 10, 12 years ago that like won nothing. They won yeah. like 11 games. I, I think well. we're going to see like where Sly the Fox is ready to take the floor. Yeah. I think we're ready to see something like that again in the NBA and everyone will know it's coming. Do you have you know a prediction it? of which team it will be? Ooh. Because that's the thing is like the Thunder don't need to. Well, the I Thunder mean, got have, all the picks in the world. Yeah, they so have they, all the picks in the world, so they don't need to. They um, really don't need to. By the Rockets. Also Rockets have, are getting better, so yeah, I don't they have know. A lot of picks. Your, your Magic out here, the team that you formerly. I, I see. I think the Magic got a lot better, so I'm not. I don't yeah. think it's going to be them. They think they're going to be competitive. I. I could see a team like maybe the Kings. I could see a team like... Especially if Keegan Murray stays... Well, he's not going to stay in health. I could see a team like maybe the Pistons being like one more year, guys. <laughs> like one more year. Yeah, just, I could see that. Just, I mean, but they, they really like Cade, though. And they like, they oh, yeah. like their team that well, they yeah. have. So like, if you, if you I, like I think Cade, that they think they're going to be competitive. I'm just saying, I think someone will realize early on and be like, you know what? It's worth it. But Let's I'm try it. Like, and, I'm just trying to think of like the perennial cellar dwellers that would like be like, oh, well, like... Okay, here we go. The fix is in. Like, who maybe, would it be? Because, like, maybe it'd be, and I mean, it won't be this this degree because LeBron James is on the team. But maybe. Oh, ooh, honestly, not a bad thought because they all have their AARP cards yeah. out there in Los Angeles. That's what I'm saying, man. They, I mean, they even if they don't ta- tank for Victor at the end of the day, yeah. they are going to need a complete overhaul in the next two to three I don't years. I'm just saying that again, this is a super niche prediction. LA and, one banana. And on the, and the NHL side, by the way, I think that Jonathan quick, who mm-hmm. made his name known for destroying the New Jersey devils in 2012, yes. an East coast boy from Hamden, Connecticut. Nonetheless, I believe he's going to end the season as the New Jersey devils goaltender. And he's, wow, going, to lead them, he's going to lead them into the playoffs. There's my take. You want to know what I'm Googling right now? Oh, I forgot about him. Uh, Dustin Brown, part of the Stanley Cup runs for the mm-hmm. LA Kings. Do you know mm-hmm. where he's from? He's from Ithaca, New York. Okay, that's right. Of course. There. Of course. Uh, no, my, my hot prediction is that the Devils are actually going to contend. Okay, you think the New Jersey Devils are contending? I feel like they're the 76ers of the, the early, the, the mid-2010s. The yeah, that's You're what I think. the process. Listen, when you have this many top five draft picks, like, it's got to work out at some point. Okay. It has to. Mm. There's no way. I mean, I don't know. All right. I also well, talk with the Jaguars, so what do I You know? do. Well, Mia, we got about seven more minutes here, and we got one more topic to hit yes. on. Why don't you tell us all about Because I know when you saw this, you were all about this. Oh, I watched it live, and I, I'm not, I'm not going to lie, John. As I was watching the NLDS last week between the Padres and the Dodgers, and the Padres were in command, and then mm-hmm. all of a sudden, there's a goose. Or was it a duck? We don't know. I think that's a goose. Sort of bird. I think, look at the size. It of looks it. like that, the that weird is... birds that I sometimes see in downtown Jacksonville, uh, except they have more of a red beak. Um, and so it just appeared on the field, and multiple at-bats passed, and the duck was un- unaware. Mm-hmm. The ball went right past him, went down That's... in between. It split the first and the second baseman. You're assuming it's gender right now, just for the record. I am. It's 
They, fine, okay. They, they, the, they, the duck, um, the goose. They, they, the goose. They, the duck, the goose. Um, so it split the first and second baseman. He just, he sat there. He was mm -hmm. un, un, unflinched. Mm -hmm. um, and then finally, Gavin Lux roped one, and then he finally made a move. Um, but yes, I'm not going to lie, John. I don't know how you were feeling in the moment, but I was like, if the Dodgers somehow pull this off right here with the goose, like we are about to see a new pop cultural phenomenon. Well, the Padres were like, ha ha, the goose cursed you, Dodgers. Okay. So now the Padres are the ones embracing the goose, the and and they now have. The they got somebody on base though, while the goose was on the they, field. They, didn't they? they did. So they're yeah. they're, but they were saying, you know, that they were able to use the juju of the goose to maintain that lead and win this series in tremendous fashion. Which, by the way, that NLCS between the Padres and the Phillies is just so remarkable in and of itself. But uh, I do want to say that. We have seen many, many rally animals over the years. You remember the rally monkey with the yes. angels in 2002? I do. So if I, I were to put monkey. you on the spot and you had to pick between a rally goose or a rally monkey representing your team, me, O'Brien. You're monkey. picking the monkey. Why are I you picking born the monkey? In the, I was born in the year of the monkey, 1992. Okay. I have an affinity for them. You know what I really would pick, though? My... my, my Animal that I've always had an interest in, but since I moved into my house here in wonderful Northeast Florida, and I live closer to the beach, I see a lot of them. It's my mom's favorite animal, and that's the frog. I don't that's think we've I, had any frog. In I really want a rally frog. I could be wrong. That's next for me. A rally frog. You see, I like the goose because the goose represents me and my essence. I'm a very easygoing guy. I sit where I'd like to sit. I'm not bothered by the things going on around me. Some might even argue I'm oblivious to the things going on around me, much like Rally Goose. And I believe that Rally Goose could play an integral role in getting this Padres team to believe. Can we talk it's about the fact through. that someone in the L.A. Times actually wrote a commentary of the Dodgers should have just been like immediately given a pass to go to the NLCS, if well, not that World was, Series? That was also ridiculous. There's no like, just because that. they've had this incredible regular season, therefore they should just be allowed to no, go. Well, and as we saw, you know, I mean, here's the deal. Other than because the they literally established a super team and pushed off payroll until decades into the future and have this massive payroll that they currently have with their all-star lineup. Yeah, we should mm -hmm. therefore just put them in the World Series. Well, as we're seeing the Yankees currently on the ropes as we tape this, the Astros were able to get by the Mariners. Uh, not easily, but they were able to get by the Mariners, but the Braves and the Dodgers had a tough time. You play these games for a reason. These long yep. layoffs are hurting these teams. Yep, there, It is difficult. And when you have the juju of the rally goose in your corner, well, man, it's a rough day. That is, you know what it is, Mia? That is Dave Roberts' payback for stealing second base against the New York Yankees in 2004. In fact, it was 18 years ago today that Let that happened. Out. Oh, I watched the captain recently and it just, ooh, it boiled my blood. So I'm going to ask you this before we get to our final segment. Um, okay. And thank you to everyone who has tuned in and commented. But um, if it's Padres, uh, Guardians, heaven forbid the Yankees lose tonight because we're both Yankees fans here. Um, heaven forbid it's it's that. What does that do for baseball? I mean, I you, think you don't care because you're going to watch, I know, either way. But I think it's great for promoting some talent that may not be super 
well known to the mass public. Do I believe baseball will actually capitalize on that? I don't know about that. Um, I think baseball would be shivering in its boots if something like that happened. Now, the one caveat is they are guaranteed at least one megastar in the World Series this year. Because if the Padres make it, Manny Machado and Juan Soto are going to be there. And that's Sorry, huge. Fernando. It was fun while know, last He year. had a chance. Yeah. If the Phillies win it, Bryce Harper's going to be in the World Series. So you are guaranteed at least one superstar, Judge, if not two, in the World maybe. Series. If the Guardians get into it, well, their biggest player is Jose Ramirez, who's a great player, but he's, he's probably not the draw that Major League Baseball marketed yet. The Astros make it. Well, they got Jose Altuve, they got Justin Verlander, they've got Jordan Alvarez, but are those guys the money movers that uh, Bryce Harper or Manny Machado are or Aaron Judge is? Probably not. But uh, I do think, generally speaking, there are a lot of intriguing matchups, and uh, it makes me wonder what animal will walk onto the field next. Maybe. Jordan's been a lot of fun. I know, I, you tweeted it a I couple other people Jordan. did that he's like the closest thing to David Ortiz we've I, seen. I do believe that. Uh, you're not the only one that I saw yeah. tweet that out to. And yeah. I, I firmly believe it. And after that home run in game one, I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm getting Ortiz vibes. I just want to wrap this segment by saying this personally, Mia. I feel like I embody dog dad energy. And I wouldn't hate if we saw like a rally Bijan Frise waltz onto the field a rally poodle if you will Small just dogs. think just Small think dogs. just think what that would do for all the memes because that's how we should think about things all do you want to know what i want to think about what if john want? alba is actually going to be like superman and address the fact that he is a giants fan if the giants defeat the jacksonville Jaguars, i for one am grateful i've somewhere. never doubted the new york giants or the New York Yankees, but especially the New York Giants, New who, York uh, Yankees. who are now five and one on the young season. And that is going to be, one. that is going to be how we leave today's show with today's weekly wager. Yes. Um, we have a weekly wager segment we're going to be doing here every single week on Out of Bounds. And Mia and I will trade off each week making a wager. And one of us will be on the losing end of said wager every week. And, uh, what do we got this week, Mia? I let you do our inaugural bet here. The Giants lose. I need you to take a, a little cup. It doesn't have to be big, but a little cup of hot sauce and just drink it straight next week. Oh, that's easy. I got that. Even but, with your acid reflux? Oh, that's okay. I have chronic acid reflux, but that doesn't bother me. I'm, I'm all about the heat. I'm trying but, not to kill you. But that means if the Jaguars lose, you got to do I the do. same thing. That's fine. Easy. Okay. easy money. How hot are we talking here, Mia? Um, I don't know how much time we have. <laughs> we are running out of time here on out of bounds but you can check with us next week we're going to be with you every single monday here at 6 p.m eastern standard time uh we are so grateful for you guys tuning into this show it, it really has been a blast you can check out our socials on the know your news network facebook.com slash know your news tiktok.com slash know your news instagram.com slash know your news and twitter.com slash know your news and of course our website know your get in your super chats if you didn't get it on air this week we can read it next week kyn chats know your news chats.com uh mia anything else you want to plug here this week as we wrap up episode one of out of bounds oh i just want to thank everyone at know your news for the opportunity to literally have the conversation that john and i do on the phone, <laughs> on the phone in, anyway, right. <laughs> in a broadcast platform um truly a dream come true and cheers everybody yes cheers to all of you thank you so much for tuning in we'll see you next week right here on out of bounds roses are red violets are blue I click the subscribe button, you really should too. 
If you like videos about real news stories that are funny, stupid, or weird, subscribe now.